<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the kind of funny games cast. Each and every week, we get together right here, talk about all the things we love about video games. I'm Tim Geddes. That's Jared Petty. Hi. Over there, we got one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Everybody, and I'm increasing my damage right mic. now. Everyone's proud of you. Ghostbusters World on Android and iOS stores. Now, now. here's the next question about <laughs> Ghostbusters World, Andy. Question. You would know this better than most. Would I? You Andy's use that little Streamlabs uh, thing on your phone for switches or for mm -hmm. streaming and whatnot and twitching. Can you stream lab a mobile game? Do that? Can I do that? I don't know if you could screen capture gotcha. while you're doing it. I know gotcha. you, and it uses the cameras, but I don't know if screen capture is an option. Andy, welcome Twitch to the show. Twitch now allows that. So what? who knows? Twitch allows what? I mean, the Twitch app now allows um, actual streaming, or Streamlabs was what the, the better. So I can go into the Twitch app mm -hmm. and use that to stream? Yeah, remember how it was really shitty at first? Mm -hmm. uh, apparently they've improved it quite a bit, but I don't know if you can do screen capture. Okay. Hi, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? Guys? Yeah, it's good. It's good having you. Oh, on the camera. Oh, yeah, yeah Shotcan. Wow, that's that. great. Shotcan made possible by Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. All your support what? over there allowed us to the technology to be able to do this. So shout out to Patreon producer Travis Barrett, Ooh. making the cool things happen Related here. And also Parker. shout out to all you beautiful people that supported this. Oh, show. the names are Kevin's going by. to make the names go. Thank you for that, Kevin. Thank shout out to everybody watching live. Shout out to everybody who's watching yeah. the pre-show. They'll watch the post-show either live or on Patreon on Friday. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games just gives you so many options. It does. To, if, to if, support the show in various ways. We had an amazing pre-show earlier where we talked about um, and VR porn. Co-workers. Yep, VR, VR porn. porn. Redwoods. Redwood trees. <laughs> in very uh, roundabout ways. Yeah. <laughs> It'll surprise you. Um, and yeah, and then also there's going to be a little post show action too. And for just $1 on Patreon, you can watch it live and get all that stuff. Or for a couple more dollars, you can get it and watch it as the VOD whenever you want. Whenever you want. What, what does VOD stand for, Greg? Video on demand. Have it your way. Have it your way. We're stealing the There's also a lot of singing. Wow. In, uh, That's beautiful. Yeah. In, uh, the, just the trying to jump along. It's, I'm glad you did. Thanks, Craig. No problem, Andy. I'm happy to have you here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Andy, why do we have you here? We're talking about a little game called Red Dead Redemption 2. Woo! Red Dead Redemption 2. I can't talk to it, talk about it as much as you guys can. Because I, I'm not anywhere near... I've played like maybe 10 hours. Okay. If mm -hmm. that. Maybe I eight. haven't played any. Andy has played 10 hours. Kevin, how much have you played? I've played approximately two hours. I got it last night around midnight. Craig Miller. Uh, 20 hours. I've lost count. Yeah? Yeah, I've played a ridiculous amount. Have you crossed 50? Total completion? No, he's talking about hours, I think. Oh, yeah. hours? It'd be it'd be close, I'd say. Have you, yeah, where are you at right now, total completion? Total we talked completion about this, percentage, of course, on Red think, Dead Radio. I think right now my total completion percentage, I, I, granted it was a sleepless night, but I think I'm somewhere right under 40. Uh, but that's not going to reflect how much I've played because I've gone several hours without accomplishing he's gone, a single required thing. And that's right. the thing is, yeah, he's to jump in. He's gone further than that because Jared and I, when we did Red Dead Radio and where we are right now, are at the same total completion and the same story completion. Oh, yeah. so you have not beat the game yet? Oh no, oh no, Jared's still paying. Jared, motherfucking petty, Mister Red Dead himself whoa, whoa. has oh, not yeah. beaten this game. No, I decided. Wow. That, uh, so when You're I got the game, dude, I get it. Man. I decided this is the kind of game. He's a weekly play. show about it. He's got to say it's easy. Well, there's plenty of other outlets out there that are going to give you the right. Now, did it did an impression? I was like, I, I thought about doing that. I had the time. I got the game very early, but I sat down and thought, no, I think I want to play this the way I would play it and give it the evaluation that 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 I think it deserves from my perspective. From, I love from, that. Yeah, and so Brandon I have Jones, Brandon Jones from Easy Allies. Uh, he was doing a little Q and A earlier on yeah. on Twitter, and I saw someone ask him like, hey, like. 
do you feel like you missed out rushing through the game to get it done for embargo? And he's like, I do. Like, mm-hmm. I, this is totally a game that I wish that I had unlimited time to explore, to explore, and like go through at my pace. He's like, even going through it the way I did, I fucking loved it. But I figured um, as long as I was transparent about the fact that I was this far along, and this is my opinion at this point, that that yeah. would be fine with people. That's and they cool. seem to have reacted very well to that. So mm-hmm. I uh, I adore it. But man, alive! I put a lot of time into this game, and I don't. I barely feel like I'm starting. Wow. Yeah. But is that a good thing? Jeremy yes, Tony? for me it is. Wow. Absolutely. Now, I think others may have a different opinion, mm-hmm. but uh, concisely, Red Dead Redemption uh, Part 2 is a great video game. Uh, it's the kind of video game that when I'm not playing it, uh, I'm wishing I were playing it, thinking about playing it, or thinking about things that happened while it was playing it. Mm. And I'm so excited to finally be at this point where we're passing embargo here, where I can sit down and talk with friends about it. Because it's a water cooler game. If ever there was one. And I am impressed with just about everything the game tries to do. I'm impressed with its boldness. I'm impressed by the fact that somebody took a triple A title that could have been a shoe-in safe thing and tried some pretty radical stuff with it. And I'm impressed because I think they really succeeded in most of their times. What do you think, the, the without spoiling anything, what do you think those radical things are? I think that they said, what if we doubled down on the cinematic experience and when I say cinematic experience, I'm not talking about a, a Detroit become human storytelling game. I'm talking about this. And what if we really did just make this slow, deliberate, sad, quiet, thoughtful, angry, introspective story? Set it in the most beautiful video game world I've ever seen, give you extraordinary agency to explore that world and discover its secrets and define your own character in the process, but then continually pull you back into a narrative that forces you to face your own demons and to deal with the tragic consequences of your actions. And that's very rare in video games. And it's something I really like about it. it video games try drama a lot. They very rarely succeed. Mm. Red Dead Redemption doesn't just try drama. It tries drama and an open world, and it nails both of them. Mm. That is not something we have seen done very much at all. And I adore this game. So, Kevin, uh, besides me, who hasn't played any of it, you've played the least out of any of us. What are your initial impressions? Uh, I really enjoyed it. It is very much... So I just played Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I played uh, 95 hours, and I finished the... the there's three main storylines that you can like complete to like end the game. I've done two of them. The third one, I don't know if I'm interested. I could just watch the YouTube video. Um, I'm also really close to that one. Anyways, 95 hours uh, of Assassin's Creed Odyssey... It is a very fast game. Like the the fighting, everything is fast. Your movements. Mm-hmm. So switching over to Red Dead, Red Dead is a lot slower. It is what. It's very cinematic in the sense that like it has a cinematic mode where you can hold down the touch screen or the touch pad, and it switches over to like it looks like a cut screen, but you're controlling it. Uh, I can't wait to get deeper in it because like my initial reactions to those two hours are like. This is fucking beautiful, and this is a game I'm pretty sure I'm going to get lost in. So what are you playing it on? Uh, PS4. Yeah. What did you play it on? I played it on stock PS4. Cool. cool. Yeah, which, where it looks wonderful. It's it's So much of it is little things. I mean, some of it's the art direction. They they I've said this before in other places. They really made an effort to make the West a character. 
It's kind of like when you play Fire or play Firefly. It's kind of like when you watch Firefly and Serenity is as much a character as any of the crew members. Mm -hmm. The West is the same way. It's this wild, beautiful, warm, often very dangerous and menacing character in the game. Uh, it's a threat to your life and it's the source of the most memorable and worthwhile moments. It's this really beautiful thing, but there's so many tiny little things. I'm not talking about nitpicky video game details there. I'm talking about the kind of layers that are taken out. Just the fact that it's, I can interact with almost anything, uh, almost in the way that Shenmue tried to do, but unlike Shenmue, there's usually a good reason to do it. Even if that reason may not appear for several hours. Sometimes, yeah, it's just high, but sometimes high, just to a stranger opens up so many doors that you never expected or helping some dude out four hours later, you're walking through a town miles from where you thought that happened and you run into that guy sitting next to his friend on a bench and he recognizes you like you're the dude that, that saved me there on the road that day. Hey, and something opens up, you know, it, they just nail that in very distinctive and well executed ways that, that drew me in like very few video games have. I think that there is a great deal to be said. We keep using that word cinematic. And I think we're almost poisoning the word using it because we have a definition of what that is already. I think what Rockstar was trying to do with this game was say we can advance the state of the art around video games to take some of the barriers between you and the way you're playing a video game away. Now, the UI is not great in some places. The menu-driven stuff is not ter terrific. Uh, I have to grant that. Whereupon the every moment interactions are beautifully executed. Everything being L-trigger oriented, everything being contextual, quick menu that's instantly comprehensible, that part works great. I was talking about digging into, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I've got to switch ammunition for this gun at this moment, this, that takes a little longer than it should. Do you feel like you are stressed out about like decision paralysis and like do you feel like you're missing out on parts of the game because maybe you didn't say hi to someone early on? Not at all. I feel like I'm, they're very clear. Arthur has a journal that he keeps. And Arthur's a really mean, evil man that's also very introspective and starting to understand that he's made some really bad decisions. That doesn't spoil anything. That's apparent from the first seconds of the game. He keeps this journal that he sketches and writes in. And your journal is defined by your adventure. So my journal's not gonna be the same as your journal when you're playing. And I don't feel like I'm missing out at all. Uh, the reason they want you to ride from town to town and, and they kind of discourage fast travel a lot of the time is because I may be riding off to do one thing and something in the middle of that trip will simply be more urgent, more intriguing, but it won't feel forced. It'll feel like, wow, this doesn't happen often in video games. I remember I was making one trip to do something very important and I'm on my way and suddenly Javier comes riding out of the woods and he's like, he's like, Arthur, Arthur, Bill's Bill's been captured by bounty hunters. We got like, oh, it, it's a play. It's a character. It's mm -hmm. one of my guys. I'm supposed to meet you in camp. You're supposed to be waiting at the end of the thing. You're not supposed to be between here and something else. Very important. And off we go to do that very important thing. And I, if I had not gone with him, I don't know what would have happened. Mm. And it didn't feel like an interference to what I really wanted to do. It suddenly felt important. A lot of that has to do with writing quality, voice acting quality. But a lot of that is that there's just, they took a really simple story, because it is a simple story. We did bad things, they're coming to get us. And they made it character motivated. They built a huge ensemble cast and said, this is gonna be about how each person reacts to their impending doom. 
And then they created a big open world for all this to happen in and let you decide what order to engage them in. So I don't feel like I'm missing out on things. I, I feel like I'm discovering something every second. Also, no spoilers here, but good golly, Jim Bob, there's some cool secrets in this game, especially if you're willing to dig. You know the Rockstar Crazy Secret thing? You would not believe what I found, like my second night playing. Uh, and that's a lot of fun as well, because I love, love games with cheats and secrets. And there are cheats and there are secrets. They are active and ready to go. And I love that. Andy, what are you thinking? Um, my first impressions happened, uh, I remember playing it for one night and I'd put in an hour here and then an hour later on that night. And I walked in uh, and I just felt like, man, the game just feels slow to me. Um, this game, I don't think, this game is like made to play in five plus hour chunks. Yeah. You're doing it a disservice if you play it in one hour or two because it may just be me, but I'm super ADD and it's hard for me to like, to really get invested in this giant world that wants you to ride everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm really interested to see what, how the person plays it that might have a kid and a wife and needs to take care of his kids at home and may not have time to play it in these long hour chunks. I'm really interested to see what they feel about it because I it started off very slow to me. Um, similar in the way to um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey where it really ramps up after a few hours and then you get the you get the title card at the beginning, you know? And I was like, oh shit, this feels awesome. I still feel like eight-ish, maybe 10 hours in, like I'm still waiting for that title card to hit. Mm -hmm. um, because it doesn't really, there's not a whole lot of direction. You're just kind of doing what you want to do and it's uh, very similar to like Breath of the Wild where it's just, you can go ride and do whatever and do side missions and maybe you just want to work on your horse and improve your horse or whatever. But I, I still don't feel like the story has really gotten going. And I think that is probably what's going to hold it back for me in terms of it being like one of my favorite games ever. I, I can tell that the polish they put into the world is like just obviously incredible. Like the amount of time that they put and worked on this, it's just super special in that regard. I do not like a lot of the controls. The combat feels identical to any other Rockstar game in the last 10 years. I don't feel like so a GTA lot of GTA 5. I don't feel like a lot of strides. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like a lot of strides have been made. Uh, in terms of like, you know, we we've worked on your character's uh, fluid movement and stuff like that. It still feels clunky in a lot of spaces. Um, Gunfights and stuff like that. I tried doing it in third person and first person. It's, it doesn't feel good. Uh, it never really has, honestly. Like you know, the first Red Dead Redemption and even you know GTA Five, GTA Four. Um, and I, I I don't I haven't I don't feel a lot of improvement in those aspects. Everything else in the world is like obviously crazy detailed. I love. I spent hours last night just talking to NPCs mm -hmm. and seeing what I could do. And if there was going to be any drama, I accidentally came out of a stable and ran over a dog because a dog was right in front of me. And you go into a preloaded animation where you're walking out. And I ran over the dog, and the dog is like Stepping dying on, on the fucking ground. Yeah, the dog's like rolling in the mud. And, your horse. and I just yeah, with my horse. Oh, okay. and I felt horrible, and it died there right in front of my eyes, and I couldn't do anything about it. And so then you climb down and you skin. Credits it. to the gameplay. Just say, you monster. <laughs> no, over. and then and then people and then I'm I'm wanted for animal cruelty. Like, what the fuck, dude? I didn't. So like, as, as detailed as the game can be, it does do a lot of weird shit like that. Um, 
I got into a gunfight in the town, and nobody gave a shit. Like, no, no, no witnesses. There was people around me, but nothing happened in terms of. As I was in the gunfight, I was like, you know what? What's going to be my exit plan? Because I know the authorities are going to come. They're going to send some lawm in my way, mm-hmm. and nothing happened. And so I like how I, you're, you're taking on the terminology of the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it's it's a game last night where last night it really hooked me in, though, where I was able to play for about five and a half hours. And that's where I um, I did a lot of story missions. I did a lot of side stuff. I explored. I went hunting, um, being out uh, in the middle of the night with my horse and setting up a little campfire with like the crazy Milky Way star system. Mm, like, yeah, it's beautiful, looks right? incredible. Um, and you're playing on? Xbox One X. With a 4K TV? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> HDR, holy shit. I mean, yeah. this game shines like, I, I, it, it's gorgeous. Even with the, with the PS4, like the HDR looks great. Yeah. I mean, absolutely fantastic. It starts and you're in the snow and everything is just this white and like, Everyone's like freezing, and you can fucking feel it. Yeah, just with how beautiful it is. And and I I got the vibe of like, I'm sure everybody's making this comparison, but it reminded me a lot of Hateful Eight watching yeah. it, where it's like mm. it's a slow burn, and you are here to learn about yeah. these characters and hear their conversations and understand their relationships and who hates each other and oh this person doesn't like this guy for what reason and you start figuring that out. It is it's. It's not the game to go into and expect action, 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 action. It's it's definitely a lot more like methodical and well thought out. Um, I last night is when it really hooked me, so I've been thinking about it all day. But for the first few nights, I was like, I can only put in an hour here and there. I had problems with like editing a video, and uh, and that hindered my experience because it's like, well, fuck, I only I can only play for the next forty minutes. It's gonna take me a while to even ride the horse to that mission and i'm not really sure who this character is i don't remember him so it's hard to get connected i feel like jared mentioned how he played he had like a 10-hour session and those were like the best ones and i can tell that that's how it's going to be for me where unless i binge watching game of thrones it makes a lot more sense when you do that yeah yeah yeah, exactly exactly yeah it's a game meant to be played in chapters not missions yes Uh, it it is it is not a mission-oriented video game uh it has missions but they de-emphasize the importance of those frankly in mm-hmm. the game very actively and and this is a game that you have to invest time and in. i absolutely agree with you on that andy i also was thinking about what you said about the slow burn beginning we've talked i've heard this a lot and i agree but one of the things i liked about the slow burn beginning is that in missions that would normally just be tutorial missions you're learning the mechanics of the game but instead of it just being like now we're gonna herd some things mr marston it's I'm learning vital facts about these characters. Huge plot points are coming up in the middle of learning to fish. Yeah. You know, like what? Uh, I just suddenly know twice as much about what's happening as I did a second before. And I haven't seen that done much in games either. It's another thing I really enjoy about it. I wish I could change button mapping because, God, I wish I could put the, the map on a button. Yep. I, I Going into the, I think the pause menus, the, the menus just are so clunky. Um, it feels like not much has changed in that regard since like GTA three, like vice, like worth it, pointing out to interrupt if you yeah, don't mind. Yeah, that's, that was, that's one of my gripes obviously yeah. is the it's clunkiness annoying. of it. It's and really the, annoying. The, that I, it's, it's two button presses to get to it, well, I, more, I guess with the directionals, but to get to a map or whatever worth pointing out that we talked about this on games the other day they announced today. They're doing a companion app that you can put on your phone or your iPad or whatever. 
and you can then turn off the HUD of the entire game, so it's just a movie, and then you're you can leave the map open next to you the entire time and set your own waypoints with touches that's and, and so cool. monitor your cores there. And I was like, that's enough that when that drops tomorrow or tonight, hopefully that's not really cool. I would, I want to play. I want to play it that. I, I remember you and I talking earlier, Greg, like yeah. how how much they really care about your immersion in this world, yeah. uh, and then. You mentioned that you feel like it gets too gamey, where the the cores and all this stuff. That's one of the thing I didn't like about San Andreas. Mm-hmm. The the having to eat, having to work out, your exercise, your yeah. blah blah blah. That stuff annoyed me, and I didn't want that in my GTA or whatever. And when this stuff introduced that, I said, "Oh fuck!" Like I am not gonna like this. But it is way less intrusive than I thought it would be. Um, at, upon first seeing it, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a nightmare. I'm not going to dig this. And it hasn't really affected me much because I just I guess I look down and say, I haven't eaten anything in a while. Might as well eat something, you know. And I, I guess it, it's a lot <laughs> like, like, you know, in, in CJ in, in San Andreas, it's like, oh, he's getting fat now because he's eating too yeah, much. You got to yeah. run or you're not eating enough. You know, I, you got to eat like that annoyed me. I, I didn't feel it was like that intrusive then because I, I very much felt like it was like. I want to get fat. I'm going to go take my guy to eat everywhere. Or I want to get buff. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about San Andreas? Yeah, yeah. he is talking about yeah, San Andreas. I did not like that. I didn't like it. Didn't, one of the yeah, things. this so, doesn't feel that way. No, this, does, th- no. this, I guess it was presented that way at the beginning of like, mm. here are your cores, your health, your dead eye, or blah, blah, blah. And uh, I remember seeing like, clicking on my player profile and seeing that my, I guess my health or my body weight was perfect or something. Um, yeah, when, whenever you go into your stats, good. right, it tells you like you can click on it and get a report on uh, on uh, Arthur on the horse. Yeah, yeah I, I guess it's a lot more minimal than I. Can your horse die? Be. Yeah. Oh, yes. your horse get fat? Oh my! Oh, I don't know. Your about horse that. can get fat, and your horse can die. I've hit so many goddamn trees and just left blood all over them. I feel oh so God. bad. Me and Shadowfax. <laughs> Shadowfax. Is Shadowfax still alive? Shadowfax is still alive. Uh, a lot of dog so. blood on the hooves, though. Yeah, I have a lot of dog blood on the hooves. Oh, sorry, I didn't interrupt you. I was saying a lot of dog blood. Oh blood yeah, on the killing the dog was just heartbreaking. Watching a wounded animal die sucks because any oh, animal yeah. can be wounded, and if you don't do an instant kill on a hunt or something, and they just lay there and writhe and scream. Yeah, yeah you you lose oh, like Paul cool, is not going to like Kevin points. playing this. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, no, if you, if you don't kill a deer while it's dying, if you don't put it out of its misery, like you lose like that little, you get a tick down. Like if you kill some morality, if you kill like yeah. a dick, yeah, exactly. If you kill like somebody like an asshole, and you're just like, oh, I want to kill him for the fun of it, your morality goes down or whatever. Mm. Or if you help somebody, it goes up. And if you don't insta kill an animal, it also goes down. Mm, yeah. But yeah, just interacting with NPCs is just it feels so dynamic and so real. Mm-hmm. Um, it's way more. Uh, you know, you you watch that video in the beginning, the the first one of the first trailers that they introduce in Red Dead Redemption. Blah, blah, and I'm watching them talking to the NPCs, and I'm, and I'm like, there's no way it's going to be, like, I guess, it, it's going to be sort of scaled down in a way. There's no way it could be that, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't even know. Immersive. Awesome. <laughs> Immersive. But it really does feel like that, where, you know, I, I'm way too good of a person. I, I play these games as, like, such a paragon, in, like, in Mass Effect. And I just found myself like waving hi to everybody and just saying hello to everybody. Mm. Like, hello there, partner. Hey, partner. Hello there. And everybody's like, hello there, mister. Hey, this guy. <laughs> yeah. this is nice. And yeah, you can keep exactly. going. What you nice And sometimes a convo comes right out oh, of that. Yeah. You'll be like, oh, yeah. wait, I can keep. If I greet the same guy again, not the same thing happens. Yeah. Like huh. that's, Or I can switch personalities in the conversation and, and weird stuff like that taking place. I feel like. I got brought into a gunfight one time, or a, a fist fight. Uh-huh. I was trying to break up yeah, a who fight. Who are you saying yeah. not to? No, there's just two guys fighting. 
Mm. There's two guys fighting. So I'm like, oh, let me intervene. And then one of the guys starts punching me. So I punch him. And then the controls don't feel super modern. And so I accidentally punch brought out my guy? weapon and just oh. shot him in the face. <laughs> and then, you know, suddenly it's like, oh, shit, it was an accident, you know? But I. You dog killing, shooting, dude, son something of about bitch. the controls don't feel like a modern game. And I, it's frustrating. That's to always me. been that way with Rockstar, though, yeah. right? I feel like that's always been their MO. It's I like guess. they have their own thing and they keep to it. But I I, the same it. thing happened to me when I showed up to the fencer for the first time I think or maybe a trapper or whatever but I walked over and it was like alright I'm gonna greet him and I hit R2 instead of L2 and shot him in the chest and he was like oh and somebody's witness I'm like motherfucker alright oh, run 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 everybody yeah, run yeah 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 cause people freak out when you point weapons at them as well yeah you and pull a gun people assume if you, unless you're hunting or something they just yeah. assume something in very which, bad about in it. In the first act goes off in the third in which case left trigger to focus on an enemy shouldn't also like pull out your weapon in some cases. Like, well, I thought L one draws your weapon and left trigger uh, focuses. Yeah, he's right. I guess I'm, I, maybe I had the weapon out and I'm going to go talk to the person and mm -hmm. bring up the conversation so I could pay off my bounty. And I point my weapon at him. I'm like, oh, fuck. He's, he's, like, up, son. he's like, but luckily he was forgiving. He was like, you don't want to do that here, mister. I was like, all right, cool. You're cool, right, cool. I don't. I <laughs> don't. Right. Yeah, they built, they built some threshold in for that. I, I like, and sometimes it leads to really cool situations. I'm in a, a saloon once, and I'm just, am just minding my own business. And I go over, and I'm thinking about playing cards, and I decide to go to the barber, and I'm walking over to the barber, and I'm talking to a guy, and there's been this trapper at the bar who's just ranting, but he's, he's kind of been, and I walked away from him. I didn't even talk to him. And suddenly, drunkenly, I hear him like, and he's like, I told you. And he punches me in the back of the head, just out of nowhere. I spin around and I get into a fist fight and I'm like, I do not have time for this. And I draw and I draw and he knocks my pistol out of my hand right there. And suddenly I'm in a fist fight that I did not pick just with a drunk guy in a bar wandering there. And I end up slamming his head into a, into a poker table and throwing it on the ground and stealing his big like raccoon hat. And <laughs> I like that. I, that's the, that's yeah, the conclusion that's the of this fight. Uh, and, and well, that turns out that's how you get the raccoon hat. Apparently, it's like unique. Well, you hat. can craft it like, too. Oh, I don't know. He's like, this is a unique hat. Oh, really? like, I don't know if I can craft that one or not. Mm. But I take moments like that and I think, yes, it's sometimes the controls feel very, very frustrating for certain things because of their complexity. But then I go in, into the system when it's doing the things they want it to do, like simulating a fist fight. What happens if somebody tries to draw a pistol in the middle and somebody can knock it out if they're quick enough and then choke and then do a head slant? It works except when I'm in a big hurry when somebody comes bursting out of the woods. And that's where the cores and customization and all the items you can craft and talismans and those things really start to matter. Where it starts acting, I think, more like Fallout 4, where those stat boosts help protect you from those quick moments that the mechanics are not as good at mm -hmm. responding to. And it's more like an RPG in that. Uh, that. I think that's where the value of that stuff is, is in those moments that are frustrating. I've discovered the longer I've played and the more I've built up my character, the more I've improved my equipment and my abilities and my course, the easier those sudden frustrating moments have become. Uh, so I think it's more of an RPG approach on that end, and the longer the game goes on, the less irritating that stuff is. You guys mentioning the journals, I didn't, I have not even looked into that, so that's kind of interesting. There's a lot of school. He sketches stuff he's seen and things okay. he's done. It's cool. And then he has, like, long, he has like, his take on yeah. what happened too. Oh, okay, like he'll got write it. out and you explain what he. So doing. Andy is a super nice guy, Greg. I'm always interested in how you play games. Where sure. You, you have that choice of being a good guy, bad guy. Right. And, and, and I think one of the most famous stories of that is Red Dead Redemption 1. Right. How are you playing this game? 
Uh, do you want me to tell the story of Red Dead 1, or do you, are we assuming everybody knows it? I, I assume, I assume they do, too. All right, cool. Uh, I mean, this game didn't click with me. It hasn't clicked with me, uh, and I feel like it's just the fact that personally, and this is a personal thing, because I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you the game isn't good, that it isn't you know, doing amazing things, the world isn't awesome, it isn't uh, diverse and complex. For me, Red Dead Redemption 2 hasn't given me a reason to care about the narrative. I don't like Arthur Morgan. I don't like Dutch's gang. I, I, I don't like because they're bad guys, right? Plenty of cool characters in there. Dutch himself is fascinating. I'd love to hang out and talk to him more. Lenny, cool character. Yeah, All right. yeah exactly. Charles is cool. Well, I don't, and then it's like, which one's Charles again? I remember oh, really? Uncle because he's annoying. You keep bringing up Bill. I'm like, which one's Bill again? Like, like Sadie. Sadie's like, cool. Yeah, yeah, there's standouts in there that have done it. What about it. John Marston? John, John Marston, Marston, right? Yeah, that was good. That was and good. I'm glad yeah, they brought yeah, him yeah. back because I remember that article about him voice acting. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it just doesn't work for me in terms of a narrative structure. And I think, you know, Jared brought it up and said it, and it's something I've said too, and I know other people. It's a deliberate game, right? Uh, I've seen other people today, obviously reviews as we're recording have just posted this morning. So I've been clicking around seeing stuff and the conversation surrounding it. And some people are comparing it to last of us in a bunch of different ways, which I agree on some and don't agree on other, but in the same way, last of us was a deliberate story. Naughty dog was telling you this story. Red dead's doing that with Arthur Morgan's story. The problem I have where you bring up, how am I playing the game? Right. In terms of a good guy or a bad guy, there's a choice. There's all this stuff. I that's my crux of why I think the game's broken for me is the fact that whereas Red Dead Redemption one was I'm John Marston. This is my wife, Abigail. We have a son. We've had a past and we've put that behind us. We are going to be ranchers. We're living on this farm. This is what we're going to be now. We're going to be good people. We're leaving that behind us. And then he gets pulled back in and you have a choice then. Are you going to go back to being the easy slide gang member John was and be a bad guy about it? Or are you going to try to get out of this as good as you can being a cowboy in a, in a lawless time kind of thing? This game gives us Arthur Morgan, casts us as Arthur Morgan, puts us into a gang, the you know, the Duchess gang. And I don't, even though there are the options, Tim, are you going to be, make this good decision or this bad decision that, you know, you, this guy recognized you and you've chased him. And now what do you do at the end of this chase? Do you kill him there? Do you tell him, Hey, we can all forget about this. You have that choice. The problem is in the 20 hours I've done, which has been mainly storying because you're going through the story beats. Cause I'm trying to find the reason to care about these characters and connect with them and want to sink another 50 hours in or whatever it's going to be. I haven't run into the moral fiber of them, what they're driving at, what hope is. And this is another thing we talked about on red dead, right? was the fact that, you know, last of us was a dark game and a deliberate game and wrestled with a lot of themes. Right. But Ellie, Ellie was right there and she was the hope. That if we get her where she needs to be, we can save humanity. This is the thing. I'm Joel, and I've done a lot of terrible things. I'm a bad guy. I'm going to do terrible things on this mission. I'm going to cross, not even go into a gray area. I'm going to do bad things to, bad, bad, to arguably bad people, but sometimes good people. But Ellie's the reason I'm doing it. I don't have that for Arthur yet in the 20 hours I've played. And so you're asking, you know, to dial it back to your original question, because I'm Greg Miller, and I'm long-winded. How am I playing the game? Like... I wanted to start like it off boss. and play, <laughs> I wanted to start off and play the normal way I play these kind of games, which is doing the good thing. I want to be the good guy. I like being the good cowboy. Uh, and real quick, the game through story missions reminds me you're not a good guy. Mm -hmm. We're not good people. 
And it's, yeah, sure. Like, uh, I, I think it was during my Saturday play session, which was like nine hours. Somewhere in the middle of that, deep into the game. I'm deep into chapter two at this point. We were on the horse. It was me, somebody else, and one of the other gang members. And we were riding, and the youngest gang member, gang member was like, hey, we, this is easy money. We should go get that. And they were like, no, no, we don't just rob from regular folk. You know, we go after bad guys that are doing you know, that kind of thing. You know, like other outlaws kind of thing that have crossed line. And I was like, well, that's a lie. I've done multiple missions so far, and the most, not even, not jarring, but the one that, like, cemented, oh, right, these guys suck, is that we're robbing a train. All right, cool, let's rob a train, right? And we get into the passenger car, and we go one by one, like, telling everybody, like, shut up and don't do anything. And every so often, like, three times in this thing, four times in this thing, the guy stops and turns to me, he's like, hey, Arthur, this guy's trying to be a tough guy. And I walk over, my only option is to take my pistol and whip him in the face and have him, you know, cower and his wife try to protect him or whatever and hold him. And it's like... Okay, so I'm bad. Why would I ever choose the good options outside of this? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's cemented the character as a bad guy. It's cemented that the, the, the choice that's there isn't changing anything. Like I'm giving the illusion, they've given me the illusion of choice of, cool, do you want to kill this guy or not kill this guy? Do you want to do this? In these key moments, right? You ride past a, a woman who's uh, been hogtied and was being kidnapped. Do you want to stop her or not? Uh, I haven't probably I'm sure that was Red Dead 1 for sure Red Dead 1 for sure but I mean like uh, this one there like you know there's convicts who are uh, in the I come up as they get in the middle of an escape attempt and they're going like do I help them or do I stop them do I help the the lawman kind of thing and yep that's going to move my little face towards the white or it's going to move it towards the red on the on the you know on my HUD or whatever to show that I'm being a good or bad guy but then I still just get put into these scenarios that are nope you're a bad guy so why ever do the good guy thing why ever have that and so, yeah, my so you st- can get your Red Dead Redemption. Greg, right? <laughs> sure. But my story from Red Dead Redemption that like right one of my Greg Miller stories when you want to talk about how yeah. powerful video games are Red Dead one. John Marston's been played good the whole time. I've never killed an innocent. I meet this guy. Give him his flowers. Find out his wife's mummified. I'm like, he's lost his mind. I need to put him down. Walk out bandana. Shoot him in the head. Right. The cold contrast then to Red Dead 2 is, cool, I'm a piece of shit, I'm playing as a piece of shit, I'm riding because you have to ride everywhere, oh, there's a house, park the horse, walk in, kick open the door, the guy turns around, what are you doing tonight, bam, 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 kill everyone there, loot their bodies, go meticulously, deliberately, I think boringly, drawer by drawer, through their shit to be like, alright, cool, here's a bottle. All right, cool. This this seven seven drawers in a row were empty. All right, cool. Go around, get all the shit, get back on my horse, and go back to it. How many dogs you kill? <sighs> not that many. A lot yeah, of wolves. I mean, kill a lot of wolves. You may think you're bad, but you're not killed dogs. Yeah, I'm not like Andy bad yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah. There, there was a moment that that sort of definitely hinted that you are supposed to be this sort of obviously shitty person. Where I, I was collecting a debt from somebody. And the debts are another one, right? Chose uh, it's a an old sort of man who's kind of like, please, so don't hurt me. And you punch him once, and, and the, the, their faces get more and more injured, like sort of dynamically mm-hmm. as you as you injure them more. And kept having the option pop up to beat him or just threaten him, right? And I just kept threatening, kept threatening, kept. I didn't beat him once, didn't touch yeah, his yeah, face yeah. once. Immediately jumped to the cutscene, and his face looks like I've been punching him for the last hour. And well, your words were hard. <laughs> and and that showed me that like, oh, they didn't. I guess they assumed I was going to beat the shit out of this man because I, I punched him once and he maybe had like maybe a bruise or whatever and he looked fine on the ground and he was like please sir and he just he looked like a normal human being and then the cutscene shows that his, he looks like he's, he's been from the in, a, in an MMA match and just getting elmo elbowed I didn't hear what you said 
What'd you say? He walking made, Dead. He made a Walking Dead joke. Uh, anyway, yeah, it looked really, really horrible. And I thought, oh, maybe I should have been punching him because that's the end result that they wanted because that's what the cutscene showed. Uh, which And it was bizarre to me. I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about this since we did the review discussion yeah. yesterday. And uh, a couple of things have come to my mind since then. Um, wh- I was not impacted the same way that you were with this for a couple of reasons. Uh, the first was while these are in the story, again, this is an extremely long game. Yeah, and yeah. I think that both of the instances we're talking about here, especially the one you're mentioning, are deliberately placed there as benchmarks for the kind of person you are and why you're suffering and the people around you are suffering the fates that you are. That you are at the beginning of this game in a very specific dictated situation. You are a person that has made terrible mistakes and is just beginning to understand through other missions that happen where you see pieces of a past that, remember at the beginning of Red Dead Redemption, you don't know anything about John Marston Mm -hmm. when you play the first Mm -hmm. game. We know a lot about him now, but we forget that we don't know anything about John for most of that game. Um, we don't even know about Dutch until like two thirds of the way through the original one. Right. And we don't see the family until almost the very end of the game. And the same thing is true for all of us with Arthur right now. And that starting point we're getting with Arthur is a very evil man. Um, I think that those milestones are placed there quite deliberately to frustrate us and make us react with revulsion, frustration, and emotional connection to these people based on the evil that they have. And likewise, look at the weird contrast from Arthur's past where we start to see little pictures of, wait, there might've been something else that could have happened. There's little hints of it all over the place that keep coming in more and more as I get further in the story and wondering about his regrets and maybe what could be coming next. But the other part I think about is that we're talking a lot about John not hurting innocents, but I think about when John goes to Mexico and meets Landon Ricketts, he just murders a bunch of dudes in the town square. It's not like John never does anything awful. Sure. It's a story of a good man that's trying to be good who keeps dr- getting drawn in to darkness again that he mm-hmm. escaped from. And I feel like this is a story of a man that's birthed in darkness trying to find his way out. You say that, and I mean, but again, we're at the same story completion. And granted, I'm not reading the journal page by page like yourself. Yeah. But I, they're just not giving me that. They're not giving me that you thread to tug that on. Fr- say, now I've got to be careful about spoilers, but I'm thinking of three or four missions that have all alluded to different things that Arthur turned his back on before. Like, hey, you could have done this. Hey, you could have done this. Hey, this other guy did this thing, and you're obviously jealous of the fact that he got that and you didn't. This is somebody who is not happy with the life they're living. How are you playing yours? Oh, I'm a nice guy. I'm like Greg. I'm a white hat. And when I had to hit those people in that terrain, I I held out as long as I could on hitting that button, hoping something else would eventually happen. And when I got done with the mission, I was disturbed. And then I got off the train and went, Arthur, you are an evil dude. Let's make you less evil. Um, Kevin, you going to be a bad guy? Um, I don't know. So it, it, early on. You're going to use cheat codes? I'm definitely going to use cheat codes. Cheat codes are great. There. Actually, I don't. Did Red Dead 1 or Red Dead Redemption have cheat codes? Yeah, Red Dead had cheat codes. I don't remember if I used them. Yep. I and don't know. I, there's this, a ton of them. This is the kind of game that I really like spending hours in. I haven't decided how I'm going to play it. Um, there was one choice right in the beginning of the game where it's like, hey, you've caught this guy in a shed. Uh, you can beat him to death or you can let him go. And I chose to let him go, but who knows? There was another, there was another man that I was collecting the dead from, and 
<laughs> Who knows? <laughs> and I, uh, you know, because the game sort of pushed me to punch him, and I saw I punched him or whatever. Ended up taking everything from his house. Jesus. Uh, well, because that was sort of what was required of the Yeah, the, the game says yes, to. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then, uh, as I was leaving, I said, let me give you just one more parting punch to show you. And I, the cave one punch skull killed him. Yeah, cave to yeah. skull in. The yeah. one punch killed him, and he hit the wall, and just and then I see the Wasted. little marker go down, and I immediately just quit the game. I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> like no, I don't want that blood on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something I like about that, and there's that impulse, and something I like about it is I think that a lot, of, a lot of this is us being fattened up for the kill. We're being introduced to a world that we're that Arthur is comfortable in that we're not. That world, in my playthrough, is beginning to unravel and break. And I think that that's where the most interesting parts of the story, I think this setup of expectation, the bottom is literally falling out of it very quickly. And I think that's where some of the depth of the story comes from. I keep thinking about Wind Waker with this. Uh, when Wind Waker came I'm not out- not liking this, Jared. Huh? not liking this at all. When Wind Waker came out, we, we, we do a lot of revisionist history with Wind Waker. Now I'm gonna, I was, I was OG on this. Wind Waker was beautiful and I loved it. But if you go back and read contemporary right. writing about Wind Waker, it was a very, very polarizing game. It was very different than what people expected. And there were criticisms that at the time were regarded as, as, as pretty important that said, this is not what we wanted. This is not what we expected. And I think people look back and go, wow, that was amazing. But not the sailing. Huh? Not <laughs> no, I'm not going to talk about the same. Yeah, but that's my thing. Is it's yeah. just like there is a lot of revisionist history with there it. There is but. nothing to be said about this game to say it's flawless. This is not a flawless video game. All the complaints about interface, I agree with, and the combat, while I Sirens do think it's improved, is still Rockstar Combat meets Fallout 4 Combat. It's it's role playing slash shooting gallery combat. Um, I think those criticisms are very valid. I think that that I understand everything you're saying. I just came out of it with a vastly different experience. Uh, I, I didn't experience the the instant, my distaste made me want to invest myself more in this guy, not less. Mm. So that's that's fascinating that you had that different response. Yeah, I feel like they're telling me a story that I'm just not interested in hearing. That's okay. And that's what it comes down to, right? Is this just like, it, it strikes me in terms of uh, comparisons, it, it's a lot like Assassin's Creed Origins, where I booted that up and I was like, oof, I don't really like this world. I don't really like this guy. What's this? I'm out of here. Mm. And that's what it yeah. is, except it's Red, Red Dead, which I love Red Dead 1, but I've loved other Assassin's Creed 2 yeah. as well. I, I don't think anything about this game is designed to... Uh, there's a theme that's very common I in it. I, I think this becomes very clear. You are a tiny figure in a vast universe that goes on without you. Every NPC has a life cycle. Every human being is doing their thing. Every gang member has an agenda, a personality. I love some of these people. I think they're great characters. And I'm not all that important in this. I am not the hero of this world. I'm a guy in the middle of everything. And this is a game that is about subverting that. What was the old music video that Panda animated? Um, Beyond? No, no, the, the, and the world is saved. No, oh, yeah, yeah, Danny's song. Yeah. Right. You're not, and the world is saved in this game. It is a subversion of that paradigm. And I, that's what I love about it. I don't see many video games that so overtly say, we did something really interesting here, and we are not going to give you what you expect and what you're used to. You are not the center of the universe in this game. Not in the way you have been before. Like it? Or dislike it, I understand. But I love that it chose to do that. 
Sure. And I think we're going to look back on it and go, that was a milestone. Mm-hmm. We're going to look at that and go, that opened the door to a new kind of way of making games. So with Red Dead Online coming in the next couple months, from what you guys have played so far of this, does that make sense? Like when you played GTA V, you could imagine what the online looked like. And now, years later, seeing what the online has become. Okay, so this one I, I've got theories about and nothing to prove, but Red Dead Online, I think, is where all the best ideas for GTA Online for the last two years have been going instead. Mm. GTA Online is amazingly supported, and they do so much great stuff in it. But you have to know that there have been meetings like, well, we thought of this idea, but why don't we save that for a giant new game? So you think that a lot of the best stuff has just been being built up and built up and built up to introduce this new product over the course of the first year of rollout. That's going to be the place for new modes we haven't imagined. That's going to be the place for a new theme. That's going to be a place to, to, to interact with other players and maybe have a little more agency over that kind of destiny. I really do wonder if you'll be able to play as lawman in that and actually go pure white hat all the way, mm-hmm. which I think would be fascinating. Also, that's going to be where I think Undead Nightmare and vampires and werewolves and ghosts and all that eventually roll out in Halloween of 2019 or 2020, and we get that surreal Hot Wheels in the Sky GTA world. I don't know what you guys think about that, though. Horse stunts. The horse stunts? Yeah. I, I mean, that stuff always kind of confuses me, too, is with a game set in the Western where like you're you we're not going to see jets flying around and stuff like that you know or but we will we'll see like horror stuff like you were mentioning earlier i don't really <laughs> i'm just so interested to see where they're going to take it because i i don't know how that world i mean how many red dead the first redemption online existed yeah. right oh, yeah. it, i didn't play it it did and i i think that looking at that for inspiration i could be very wrong i'm sure they revisited it but I really do think that Red Dead Online is the sequel to GTA Online, not the sequel to Red Dead One Online. I, I don't think they'll look oh, yeah. at that for very much at all. No, totally. I mean, they've yeah, they've learned quite a bit from that. Yeah, yeah. I I really have no idea where the hell the vision is or what it could possibly be, what the role playing is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it'll be great for us to record party modes, but aside from that, I don't know if I'd play it like I did. GTA Online. Yeah, because you were into GTA Online deep, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What about that hooked you that you don't think Red Dead could pull off? Uh, just doing uh, silly car stunts with my friends. Yeah. Um, horse I, stunts. Silly horse stunts, I guess, maybe has a cool ring to it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I guess that world is... It's it's easily... You can easily play with the rules a lot more, I feel, mm-hmm. without it becoming just this silly mess. Mm-hmm. And I... I feel, but Grand Theft Auto has always been that world, like this world of parody and jokes and, you know, double entendres. And that's kind of like its thing. It's big and loud and brash, but Red Dead seems a lot more serious and toned down. Yeah. And I wonder if they're going to try to keep the multiplayer the same way. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think, if anything, it'll be a mashup of what we've already seen from the world, right? I think what sounds exciting is hey, yeah, you, every time you launch, you are launching as you're either with your crew or into a random lobby of hey, you guys are a gang. And so there are 12 of you that gather, and and you haven't played it, but like gangs have their own campsites like Mm -hmm. outside of town. You have your own, and there's towns or whatever surrounding you. 
Jesus. It's the towns or whatever surrounding you, right, that have, you know, missions Ice to undertake and, and go out do that. Yeah, and then you launch into lobbies to take on other gangs and their, you know, deathmatch or team deathmatch or the one we like a lot with one bullet. Every, every bullet, bullet counts. counts. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that, right? Uh, and also that you sounds cool. Train, in the woods, hiding behind trees. Totally, yeah, right? And a lot of mission-oriented stuff. Train robberies, heists, attacks on forts, things like that. You know, very complex, involved missions. And also that SimCity element that's already in the game with your camp management, which, by the way, I love... We haven't even talked about the systemic depth of the game. We've talk, focused so much on story. There is so freaking much going on in Red Dead Redemption that could easily be translated to online. From crafting and item customization to horse customization to camp management to a hundred other little things that you have agency over. There are so many different ways that you could hook and model that into a multiplayer structure in really interesting ways, particularly in cooperative ways. We always, mm. I think, com think competitive with what we've gotten with, with GTA, but I think you see a lot of cooperative work. And well, that'd be the coolest well. thing is if your campsite could be free, it was a standing persistent world, right, of your gang of 12 people or whatever it is, and it is, you go out and you're doing the jobs in town and bringing back and putting your money, you know, the money you're earning into the camp and upgrading it for everybody's betterment, right? If you mm -hmm. were working as, the kind of funny gang was a thing that we were doing. <sighs> go yeah, hunt awesome. for us while I go Yeah, exactly. Yeah, leather yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, today we're going to upgrade, yeah, mm -hmm. the food station, so I need to go, I'm going to go rob some stuff, get money, you go do this. Yeah. Traditionally, yeah. you have been a single player guy oh, through yeah. and through. Red Dead being your game, do you see yourself going deep into yes, the online? Absolutely, because I, I really enjoy GTA's online. Uh, and I, I liked it at the beginning, not at the very beginning when it didn't work, but yeah. at the beginning, when it, but at the beginning when it did work. Mm -hmm. um, and I liked it even more when they gradually went Hot Wheels in the Sky mm -hmm. with it, literally. Yeah. Hot Wheels in the Sky eventually. Um, and they kept iterating on it. I think I, I made this comparison earlier today on Games Daily. Um, re, uh, GTA Online eventually became like Walt Disney World, just a series of theme parks all separated by distance that you could go do all kinds of amazing things in. Mm -hmm. And I strongly suspect they'll lean into that paradigm. A year from now, Red Dead Online is going to look vastly different than it does at launch, mm -hmm. and it'll keep growing with me. I think it'll be a game as a service that I can probably sink my teeth into, again, particularly if it focuses on that cooperative stuff. And I do think we may find as much in common with say online Minecraft or Rust or something like that as we do with GTA. I think mm -hmm. we're gonna see a lot of really cool groovy stuff. So yeah, I, I wanna play, plus I, you might've heard I run a show about this, so I yeah. probably ought to cover it. Red Dead Radio, go check but it out. I chose this game because I wanted to see what online, it's like somebody, I don't think I expressed this with proper passion, it's like somebody tailor made this game for me. It's a game about a world I love, where I do things I love. It's spooky and quiet. The music's amazing. The sound design's incredible. It's one of the prettiest things I've ever seen. And everywhere I look, I find something that impresses me. It looks so freaking empty, just like the West, wherever you turn your head. And you walk 10 feet, and you discover there's stuff everywhere. And that's that's the way that life is out here. It's bunch just of not snakes, the same dude. Obvious. Bunch of snakes. A lot of snakes. Yeah. Stay snakes. away from me. Dude. I haven't seen one snake. Really? No. Oh, dang, yeah. a horse gets spooked by him. I, uh, I saw it. Well, you, alligator. So that was what my, oh, I was having trouble it. with my horse getting spooked yeah. by. Well, Red Dead Redemption Two. It's a game. Let us know what you yeah. think about it in the comments. Four below. out of ten. Yeah, four out of ten. <laughs> it's a thing. Oh, whatever. This game is. This is. This game is in the the, the game of the year discussion now. I, I I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited to to keep getting updates from you. I'm going to headline this review in progress of course. for people to, to understand where we're at with this. But ladies and gentlemen, 
This episode of the Kind of Funny Games cast is brought to you by Blue Apron. You probably already know this, everybody. Blue Apron delivers farm fresh ingredients and step-by-step recipes to your door. Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone, including Greg Miller. Greg? Hey, buddy. What's up with Blue Apron? Uh, I love Blue Apron. I'm going to cook with Blue Apron. I made, uh, while doing my nine-hour Red Dead Ray on, oh, Red Dead Day on Saturday, mm-hmm. I made uh, quesadillas from Blue Apron that they had sent in with a tomato you just, salad. You were feeling a little... I was, I was hungry. I wanted to get on. right back to mm-hmm. work, and so what did I do? Oh, there's a 20-minute ap- uh, Blue Apron recipe right here. Bam, done, in, out. Yeah, you just get to go on. You get to choose all the chef-designed recipes. Yep. You choose the ones they want. They send them to you. You get to make them. It's simple. It's like Legos. There's just instructions you can exactly just step by step instructions. You, know, you learn how to cook. Beautiful thing is built. Exactly. Then you, you get it. to eat it. Yeah. Oh man, that's a great time for everybody. It I'm is. excited about it. Hashtag cooking with Greggy. Um, you can make dinner in as little as 20 minutes every week. At least three recipes built with your busy schedule in mind. Where Blue Apron has done the meal prep for you. Prepared sauces, spices, ingredients. Is that true, Greg? 100. percent Wow. Wow, they make this so easy for they you. They do, yeah. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free at blueapron.com slash gamescast. That's blueapron.com slash gamescast. Yummy. Blue Apron. A better way to cook. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. This episode is also brought to you by PUBG. Experience the mobile game IGN calls, quote, a remarkable technical achievement. PUBG Mobile is the official mobile version of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, featuring highly intuitive and customizable controls. One of the very best mobile games available. It's also free to play. Enjoy eye-popping graphics, super smooth controls, and a variety of exciting play modes. Survive pulse-pounding 100-player battles on a remote island filled with danger. And Wait a second. Wait a second. And opportunity. There's only one PUBG expert in this office. And his and name is... Big dog Kevin Coelho. Kevin, you been playing PUBG Mobile? Yeah. Is it you like it? I really enjoy it. It's wow. too intense. Have you been making your way through sprawling rural and urban environments as you scavenge for weapons, vehicles, and supplies inside you a relentless shrinking did? battle zone? Yeah, you have. Fucking dying all oh, over the place. Man. Have you Mix won yet? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> one day, Kevin, one day. Drop in, gear up, and stay alive as long as you can. Uh, no... No Techie, which is the name of somebody, no being K-N-O-W, declares PUBG Mobile, quote, the daddy of Battle Royale. Defeat every player. Stay in the zone. And before you know it, you'll be shouting your victory cry. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Download the official mobile version of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds for free. Go to your Android or iOS app store and type P-U-B-G-M-O-B-I-L-E. That's PUBG Mobile. Collect a special reward. Use the link in the description and use the promo code provided, which is H-N-T-Z-B-Z-3-U-A. But it's also in the description of this YouTube video, so I'd probably just go. That's there. what I did, too, yeah, in uh, in my Game Over Greg ad. I was like, you, you could just listen to me, but you should just go do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Greg, PUBG. A better way to get chicken dinners. Chicken dinners, baby. Ah. Chicken dinners. It's Maybe also, we can get a... Maybe we can get a crossover going. You know what I mean? Whoa. Blue Apron PUBG, Blue Apron where they send you, they send you yeah, the amazing. cast iron skillet. It's it's not necessarily about getting the chicken dinner, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it's about the the it's, fun it's how, the way. Kevin, how far? What's the highest rank you've ever had? Uh, I've gotten like third a whole bunch of times. Oh, oh not bad, big Kevin. And dog. that is implementing the uh, Greg Miller pattern. Coward, be a coward. Be a coward. Hide. Technique. 
Hide in the bathtub. It'll get panics that anyone will open the door. God, that panic is so real, guys. In any situation where people are after you with guns, running and hiding is generally the best solution. Everyone wants to be a you know the I was gonna curse, but I don't know. I still work. We're not in the ad anymore. But everybody in PUBG, they want to be. Oh, I got a million kills. I did this awesome thing. Blah. It's way better just to lay to them. They've had a whole bunch of battles. You run in. Or if like I used to do on the Xbox version, run them over with a car. Always a good plan. Yeah. So right now everyone's talking about Red Dead Redemption, right? But yep. that was a, a couple that was a weeks ago, everyone was talking about a different game. That game, I don't know, Whippy Assassin. Whippy. Oh, Spider Man. Spider Man. Yeah. Spider Man DLC, the first DLC, the, the heist, heist from the out. city that never Featuring sleeps DLC. Ah. Yeah. Ooh. You played it. You I did it. play it. I did, did beat you it. Get a hundred percent of all. No, stuff I beat the story. Like mm. I, it was that thing. It was, it, I'll tell you guys. You know, you read the reviews on this one. They're like, it's two hours, two and a half, one, one and a half. Depends how fast you run through the story or whatever. It was, man, it was a struggle this week to get it done really? because it was wow. just like I, it, it, you saw me. I tried to play here at the office one day. I'm like, I want to beat this before I do podcast beyond. And of course, then the, the work gets in the way and everything else. You go home, home life gets in the way. All these different things. So yeah, last night. Got it done. Polished off the story with the black cat. Uh, so, no, I have a whole bunch of side stuff to do again and go through with new challenges. Now, Greg, can you no. clarify, when you say struggled to get it done, do you mean because you just couldn't find the time? Oh, no, or? the game's great. It was, okay, that, it was literally confused. like Sorry. I just couldn't find two hours to okay. sit down and play the game straight through. So now Thank that you, you have the story bits done, are you like, oh, man, I can't wait to go back and get the rest of it? Well, here's the thing that I didn't realize, and this isn't a spoiler at all, I don't think. And you might even be smarter than me about this. It, this is a continuing saga. The heist episode one is very much, very much cliffhanger of what's going to happen in episode two. So I, 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 Spider Man, you and I have talked about before, where you're slow playing it forever. Of like you maybe a 100 percent at one day, but you just love having things to do. I obviously was motivated. I wanted the platinum. I wanted it all done. I needed it all set. Got that done. Now with this, I think I'm going to leave this stuff open and do a, mm. when I want to, there's content for me to go get there, mm. whether it be taking on mobsters, whether it be taking on screwball challenges, whether it be, you know, uh, finding some of the collectibles they've hidden around the world right now through the black hat story. Now the story. Yeah. Is it good? Yes. Fantastic. Ooh, really exciting. well done. Really well done. Yeah. It's, really it's, exciting, it's, uh, Greg. it's. You know, it's funny after years and years and years and years and years of talking to Bill Roseman on a variety of shows about like what Marvel Games is trying to do and what they're trying to do with Spider-Man, right? What did he always say about a Spider-Man story? The best Spider-Man stories are equal parts Spidey and Peter, and they have conflict with that, right? And the this is very much after the events of the game. Like, I don't know if that's been, you know, we, just to clarify, right? So I'm not, this isn't real spoilers, right? Because you know MJ's in the game or whatever. But it's like, this triangle, and not even love triangle, but relationship triangle mm-hmm. of Spider-Man, Black Cat, and MJ has so many aw- awesome... D- what? It's only one way to go, baby. Black Cat all the way. Whatever, dude. Wow. She's oh, bad. Dude. Her, dude. She's bad. And Mary Jean's been with you forever, and she never leaves good. you. Well... I, I want to be bad. What up, Willa Ford? Uh, but it's this shifting dynamic. It's kind of funny to get a Willa Ford reference. Oh, you know what I mean? I've been thinking about her a lot lately. Yeah, dude. Uh, Five Nine was featured on the song. He's a rapper that uh, Willa 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 talk shit about Cool Greg once. So now I don't really fuck with him as really? much as I used to. It's a whole. Long oh, story. is this the one where it was confusion where Cool Greg mm-hmm. thought was being supportive, but he thought he's being unsupportive? Mm-hmm. Weird. I didn't realize that was a guy from the Willa Ford video. Mm-hmm. I digress. Uh, you have these three characters and these three different dynamics then of Pete trying to be, you know, his relationship with Mary Jane is trying to be this relationship with Black Cat mm-hmm. and how that interferes with each other. And 
real quickly they give you a hook to holy shit that's cool and then watching peter wrestle with it and how he wrestles with it compared to mj and then when he finally like it's just a really well done like oh this is a really cool again very much when you play the original when you play spider-man base game and there's that awesome scene of him trying to figure out what to text and he's walking around like to be you know like it's that thing of like oh what a normalish hey my ex-girlfriend just rolled into town. What do I do? Like thing of like, oh wow, this is a cool thing to see Spider-Man wrestle with yeah. on top of the Spidey parts of it. Rad. Awesome. So storylines are great. Uh, it's the traditional thing of, you know, it's rare that a DLC will suck me back in or I'll get back into it. And especially when you jump back into a game that you loved and felt fucking badass at mm. to jump back in and be like, what do any of the buttons do? <laughs> oh my God, I'm getting destroyed by everything. There was frustration there on, on my part a few times. of just like, God, Damn it. If you ever designed a DLC, would you just like give your character an instant like boost that gradually counted down for an hour? Hey, here's like, what you, you do. Yeah, I mean, no, I, no, not like a tutorial. <laughs> just like I'm just twice as powerful an hour and gradually just you can skill back in. Sure, it, probably. Or, right. Because uh, that was the thing of just like, all right. And they, you know, they introduce it's not uh, in terms of new enemy types or anything like that. You know, like the big dudes that we knew before that they, they come in. They got like a uh, mini guns now. Right. So you have to have a new strategy for taking on them. There's like, a few things that shake it up like that in terms of uh, having to fight all these mobsters or whatever you're going to go do. But, you know, eventually you get back in the rhythm of it. I, last night I was struggling again, though. This is also to my disc- my uh, uh, own problem with the game of I was trying to run through it so I had, could talk about beating it. So I wasn't jumping into story missions. So I, w- I was ignoring crimes as I was swinging. Right. I feel like if I would have had it my way and had a t- you know an entire Saturday or whatever to play with it. Not that I would have needed it at all. I would have been able to transition back into it to ramp up to the bigger stuff. But like last night I was playing and you're chasing Black Cat at one point and you're in the subway so you have to web zip over and over and over mm-hmm. again to keep going. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was struggling hard with it of just like like she has there's like electricity coming and stuff. And I'm like what the fuck am I doing wrong? But I eventually got through it. But it was just like Oof, man, getting back up to speed is hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Our, uh, is this the best deal, single-player DLC you've played in 2018? Uh, probably, but I don't feel like I've played a lot of DLC in 2018. I mean, you're, you're really selling me yeah. on this because I was like, I mean, you know my thoughts on, on story-based game DLC. Where yeah. I'm usually like, oh, it's always an afterthought, and it always just feels like it's just like the side missions, not like core yeah, missions. Yeah. This very much sounds like a core mission that I was going to call backfired. I was going to wait to have all three of them done to, to get through do you after playing this especially saying that they they cliffhanger it. cliffhanger it, yeah. like should i wait to play through all three or do you think that it's worth getting into now i think the story you're told here is fun and interesting enough that it's like cool and i'd love to talk to you about it like yeah. actually talk okay. to, there's like one big story okay. beat in there right that mm-hmm. i don't want it like outside of what she's doing and why she's doing it. but like i'd love to talk to you about but i did finish it and i was like but I only have to wait till November, right? And yeah, then I only have no, to wait till December, so it's not schedule. bad. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's also, I think, uh, the interesting thing of where... Now, granted, they drop New Game Plus and they drop the new difficulty okay. the weekend before, like the Friday or whatever before this. So a lot of people probably were warming back up. I like the idea right now of, oh, it's out next week, right? So Sunday, I am going to jump in and 100% everything to get back in the flow cool. and, and so I can land on my feet like awesome. I can. When but do you yeah, think they're going to announce the, the next one? The next what? The next DLC. What do you mean? Like what it is? Oh, this was Black Cat. Yeah. Well, I mean, like they've given titles, right? Mm. Yeah, but like we were all assuming going into it that I don't. One... I mean, right now, I th- I I think the city that never sleeps is going to be mainly a Black Cat story. 
Oh wow! Okay. Like, because like, yeah, we're. I mean, great. you've had like Squirrel Girl theories and stuff. Yeah, like no, that. no, that was very much when I was thinking of it as like, oh, cool, I'm getting three episodes. Oh. Whereas like, no, the episode, at least what I'm walking away from, and again, maybe they talked about this in the PlayStation I blog or Brian this. is a hardest. This sounds great. I'm walking away that it's actually it's the city that never sleeps. Hmm. That's okay. that's the DLC, okay. and there's different chapters or whatever right now. Because yeah, they have to jump right back on, and they inter- they throughout DLC one. I don't think this is a spoiler. Introduce a villain. I'm not gonna say who. Right, and like you can imagine what kind of D list villain you're gonna get, or you know, what I mean, like somebody you know, but like we never fight that guy, so clearly, like that's gonna that's something that's still coming that like cool. we're doing, right? So, yeah, but yeah, I, I had a great time with it, I'm excited for the rest of it. And it was, it's just great to get back into Spider Man. There's new suits in there to go do, there's new stuff to collect. Awesome. It's good to be Spidey. There's new J. Jonah podcast to listen to, great. right? You <laughs> know what I mean? Right. I yeah, that. exactly. Right, and it's Kev. also, and it's, and it's also, I mean, it's DLC, but it's also in a way. Your first, it's an epilogue, but it is yeah. kind of a sequel, right? Of yeah. some, like one of the after credit scenes, right? In in Spider Man, right? Uh, a good after credit scene. I mean, I mean, good in a positive way. That way, if you've played it, you kind of know what I'm talking about, probably. Like, yep, that's brought up, and we have conversations about that oh, with that man, person. You know awesome. what I mean? And it's like, yeah, wow. this is cool. That's cool. That's cool. That is cool. Like that a lot. You know what it's else well is cool, done. Guys? What's that? Kevin finally beat Assassin's Creed. Whoa! Yeah. Did. 95 hours. Uh, 95 hours. 95 you talked about hours. this a little bit earlier. Uh-huh. Does this game go down as one of your favorite games of all time? You know, fuck, I think it does. Wow. The I, way Kevin has been talking to me about this game makes me believe that. I can't believe how much I've been enjoying it. Because I, was, I, I wasn't I was even sure I wanted to play it. <laughs> uh, but like when, when it was like, oh, does anyone want to try? Uh, try uh, no, let's go back. Origins. I started playing Origins, could not get into the story. Stopped playing it. Six months later, Andrea was talking about how amazing it was. And I was like, man, I got to give this another go. Did it. Enjoyed it so much more once I forced myself to go through the first part. Okay. Uh, I hadn't finished it. And then Odyssey came out. Or we, we, got, uh, we got copies of it. And I was like, should I keep going on Oranges? Or should I just try Odyssey and see how that goes? And I just tried Odyssey. And everything that I liked about Origins was tightened up and mm. improved on. Uh, and I just could not put it down. Did not expect to be as into it as I was. And, man, it's so good. So much fun. There's so many times where it's like, I'm going to go to this mission. And on my way there, I can use fast travel, but I'd rather (laughs) go there, like, via my horse or my boat. And as I'm getting there, or when I arrive there, I look around, and it's like, oh, there's, like, three more missions. Let me see what they're about. I'll pick them up, and then sometimes when you pick up a mission, it'll be like, oh, the, the thing is 300 feet that way. And it's like, well, let me, let me just see if I, I'll knock that out. And instead of being like, all right, I'm going to do main story missions today for all day, nope, only did two story missions, and I literally <laughs> spent 15 hours doing the side missions. And I like loved it, and I couldn't stop. I had to force myself to finish it. So it's, it's, what a game. In these situations, Kevin, for you, is it a sense of discovery, a sense of checklisting, a sense of upgrading, or all those together? Is it, is it the narrative that's drawing you? What is it about these missions that keep, keeps making you want to go back and do more? Uh, I think it's the checklist. And, but it, it's, 
like it's a spreadsheet a in your head, or yeah, it's a spreadsheet. Well, no, they show head. it up there, right? Yeah. They yeah. have the checklist right. of it, and that, I, I, you know, I tweeted about it when I was uh, before Red Dead, and I was trying to run through it. I was just like, is there anything better than a, a full quest log? Mm-hmm. And seeing that entire thing broken up by region, you know, what I mean, what's out there? Where are you going? What could you focus on now? Well, my favorite thing is looking at the map and not seeing any of the icons that tell you that like their missions. Sure, like, start clearing having it out. them all cleared out. Looking at that map and seeing that map clear. Yeah. Not only that, it's also improving. Like I know if I do a couple more missions my character experience is going to go up i'm going to hit that next level and i'm going to be able to use the armor that i picked up right um the way i was playing uh the game i was doing a lot of the side missions and i think that a lot of times i was doing side missions that were like a couple levels ahead of me which made the game a lot harder but also it got i got better armor that i didn't have access to yet so i'd do a level 21 mission when i was 19 uh, and I had to, like, be really careful about it. But then I got level 21 or 20 gear, and it was like, oh, man, can't wait to hit that. I know mm. if I do a little bit more, I'll be able to use this armor. And then I get the armor, and then Loot, I'd be like, man. They dude, gotcha. that's, I mean, that's yeah. why one of the many reasons Assassin's Creed Odyssey is one of the best games of the year. Mm. Like, I can't, and I, I honestly do think it has a, it had a huge impact on me with Red Dead. Where playing Red Dead every time, it was that nagging thing of like, fuck, Odyssey did this all better for me. And it's me, maybe. You know what I mean? Obviously. It's getting tens and everything else. I keep trying to get into it. So I'm like in the the other boat there where it it is really interesting. I mean, it's it's ancient Greek mythology. That's that's what I did in college. That's my world. Um, That's what I care about. But a lot of it. Sometimes, again, sometimes I feel like I'm being nitpicky, but like when you describe the checklisting, sometimes I can get into that, but sometimes it just sounds like a trophies list or Mm -hmm. more less like a game and more like a job after a while. Or yes, I like loot upgrading, but enemies scale with me. So why do I care? I mean, I'm not actually getting more powerful. They're getting more powerful too. So what's the incentive? They keep and, the distance between them, though. Yeah, and I saw, I heard you know Damon's uh, conversation right. on GameScoop about this or whatever. There is still the distance, right? So like, if you surpass them, then they're going to be behind you still. Not like you know the ten levels that would have the one hit, one hit, one hit, and you're but done. You don't want that either. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't either. Well, that was my thing, right? And this is again a direct comparison to Red Dead, where. I love the combat in Assassin's Creed, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I love the challenge of it. I love it when I'm I I'm taking everybody out stealthily, and then oh, the jigs up. Here come a whole bunch of different guards with the little you know yellow badge above their head. Oh, I'll be taking on one bounty hunter. Two more show up, and it's like, God, wow, exciting. this is great, right? In Red Dead, I never had that feeling when I was in combat, and so like that was sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, I it's a game I'm going to go back to probably yeah. around Christmas again and try again. Uh, I. I have just not been hooked by it yet and i'm not sure i've given it the shake it deserves mm-hmm. uh, it, it it felt so I, I i thought cassandra was very interesting it's obviously gorgeous it, it, it's set in a setting i care a lot about but it feels and i gotta be careful i say this it feels so ubisoft it's like hello i have an accent and i have an accent and i have an accent because we are all accented people because we're obviously in a faraway land where people have accents we're off here doing mission things that are mission thingy and i don't want to make fun of the way people speak that's not what i mean at all it just it felt like every forced storytelling trope from every game it felt like every checklist i've ever seen it felt like the same it felt compulsive to me i couldn't get grabbed by it and i'm not sure what i did wrong and i'm wondering if i'm the problem here 
I think I need to give it another shot. Well, I mean, that's the funniest thing about it. Like right when our Red Dead conversation where you, we're talking about the same things with different perspectives and now we're talking about the different games, the same problems, right? Where this was my thing with Red Dead, where it is like, all right, yeah, you're an outlaw, you're talking. The fucking photographer guy, I'm like, I get it. You're you're weird and like you're going to almost die every time we hang out. All right. you know, But it's like the, in, in, in Assassin's Creed, right? Like, yeah, they all have bombastic personalities and accents that define them to me in a, in an endearing way where I am looking at all that and be like, yeah, fuck yeah. And the checklisting thing, it's a checklist, but then it's also more, I think of it as a menu, like a menu at a restaurant of like, what do I want to do? What do I want to eat today? What do I want to get involved in terms of quests? Whereas Red Dead, of course, is so organic. You don't have that option. That's it. I'm constantly, I feel like I'm discovering in, in Red Dead whereupon, right now and again i am too early to, to give a, a yeah where are you at in i'm odyssey. very very early on odyssey still because i keep going back to it and being like i would ra- i start playing and i'm like i'd rather be doing something else sure. and that that's been a, a problem for me i i again i as a person who speaks about this for a living i wonder if i'm being irresponsible here um i don't want to crap on this I well no you're not I but this is my whole thing go. with red dead like no you're not like give it a shake obviously play I need to give like, it another shake it, but at some point you i think everyone's allowed especially us influencers who aren't giving out numbered scores or whatever and trying to act like the end all be all like yeah i gave red dead 20 hours right and it, it didn't yeah. grab me now I the definitely. menu thing the map thing i do want i'm really i'm gonna go back yeah. and try when i get that companion app yeah but i'm going to toronto so maybe later but to the you know the jump of that is like i keep looking at the calendar for eglx in toronto and i'm like mm-hmm. what if i pack the game screen and the ps4 and just played some odyssey because it's been yeah. too long because I, I was playing red dead right and i was trying to i did the spider-man stuff even though i, I was super jazzed about spider-man and moss and everything or not, uh astrobot but yeah i mean odyssey i, just, I can't believe how much i love i'm gonna so try I'm this super again. excited that I, Kev's may, I may come back a convert in a month i mean that's that's really yeah. what it is because i don't want to really crap on it. it's it's a special game yeah uh it does have its moments where some of the missions are like Oh, you're gonna do one mission. Here's three more, but uh, that loop that you get it once you get into it, I think. Phenomenal. Well, I mean, that was for me the turning point in, and this is really funny, weird. Like, the difference is so, of like, especially how you're talking about Red Dead crafting, but like how literally sitting there in Odyssey at the blacksmith, and I'm like. Fuck! Am I going to put the engraving on this, or am I not? Oh, wait, and I, then I, and I like I would get a piece of paper and start writing down. I'm like I want, I want to, I'm gonna go for the cultist gear. That's all the poison stuff. I want to be the poison person. Mm-hmm. But right now the bonus is this. Do I do this? Do I? How do I swap that in? Da, da, da. And getting so into that meta part of the game, right? Right, rather yeah. than just the run around and kill people and assassinate people. But that's the other thing of like. I, we were talking about it, right? Of like, oh man, where do we put some of these games in terms of like as we start worrying about what we're gonna do for game of the years or awards or stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? Yeah. Of like, is it an RPG? Like, you know what I mean? Of like, I'm building out an assassin's build usually, but I could be a warrior. I could be another one. You know, I'm making choices. This is you know for the comparison to Red Dead, right? Like this on a lot of ways. Like right, uh, Cassandra, who I played as well, right? She's a mercenary, right? Mm-hmm. She's paid to kill people. But I'm playing her with a mercy, like a code, right? And I'm making dialogue yeah. decisions, and I'm making decisions on who to spare and who not to. And if you are an asshole, then I'll be like, no, pay me the money. And if you are mm-hmm. hard up, I'm like, no, you know, you keep the money, right? So that I feel I'm building that character that could easily be yeah. as shitty as Arthur Morgan is in terms of like a bad person. But I to me, she isn't. Everything you and Kevin are saying just make me want to go back to it again. I, I, like I said, I think I may have just hit it at the wrong time. I was, be- I was between Dragon Quest and Red Dead. It may just be that I had big game fatigue yeah. around the time this came out, yeah. and I need to give it another chance. Yeah. So I'm going to come back, have, because Game of the Year is coming up, and I have an obligation to give this a better shake. Last week, we had best friend, Mikey Phillips, 
come on the show. We did. We did. He gave his early impressions of the the beta, I want to call it, of Soul Calibur Six. That sounds right. The online test. I think it was the online beta. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Also, in the pre-show for this episode, Mm -hmm. I lied about him. What did I say about him? Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Figure it out. (laughs) Got to find out. Um, But you asked him last week to do a sixty-second review of Soul Calibur Six after his week of having it. That's correct. And he did that. Kevin, please roll the clip. Uh, hold on. Got some Kevin issues. He's working on it. It's more a game or Kevin. Hey, what's up, everyone over at Kind of Funny? Uh, I just wanted to give you all my quick 60-second review of Soul Calibur VI. Uh, disclaimer, I got the game for free from Kind of Funny. Kind of Funny probably got the game for free from somebody else. There's a disclaimer disclosure. <laughs> Good job. That's how disclaimers Anyways, work, bro. Uh, single player is okay. Story doesn't make any fucking sense, but that's, that sounds like a fighting game, right? Um, but there's a lot to do, especially with Libra of Soul. Like, Libra of Soul has a lot of stuff to do. And it, it keeps all those wacky stages and stuff like that going on. So it's good. like it. Um, create a character is nuts. If you haven't seen all those crazy creations people are making, they're out of their minds on what they're doing to break the system to, like, make things happen. But also be careful what you look for. You might get something you don't want. Multiplayer, online, <laughs> great. Best it's ever run on Soul Calibur ever. I've only had a few laggy matches. Anything above three bars has been awesome. Can't complain about online for at least my, my experience. Now, experiences may vary depending on the internet. But anyways, that's it. I just want to say Soul Calibur 6 is great. I'm having great fun with it. I've been streaming it a lot. But anyways, y'all have a great one. I'll see y'all around. Bye. Good job, Hey, Mikey. what's up, everyone? Whoa, 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 you too? Kevin. Have y'all Great been job, looking Mikey. at those character creator awesome. images? They look insane yeah. and horrifying. I saw one of Kirby, yeah. and that those that's the type of thing he's talking about. Of like, be careful what you look for. The giant pistachio. Have you seen these guys? Yeah, I saw because on the Ghostbusters subreddit, somebody made Egon. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, great. oh my god, <laughs> they yeah. are something. Yeah, that Ronald McDonald's pretty terrifying. It is also very terrifying, Kevin. Now it's time for everyone's favorite Here we game go. show within a podcast, mobile game. It's mobile game. game. Today, mobile game or VR. So, little change up for this week uh, from what we normally do. I hate you, Kevin. These are the same. No, very, very similar to what we do normally. But today, nine. Games. Nine. No descriptions. Oh. No descriptions. Ooh. I like. What are you gonna do yeah. now, tough so, guy? Some oh. of these are mobile games, uh-huh. and some of these are VR games or demos. Okay. All I have done is added the term VR to the end of the mobile game names. <laughs> <laughs> this is brilliant, Jared. <laughs> brilliant. So, here we go. Starting out. Let's see who who won last time. Uh, Mikey. Mikey did. Okay, then we're gonna have uh, Tim Gettys go first Thank this you. time. Ice cream bike driving simulator Christmas VR. Say that again. Ice cream bike driving simulator Christmas VR. 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 Greg Miller that says. That is a mobile game. Mobile. Greg Miller. Mega ramp free impossible stunts VR. <laughs> It's crazy because it is either a mobile game or a VR thing. That's a mobile game. Mobile. VR. VR. Mega ramp free. Impossible stunts. VR. Tim Geddes. Witching Tower. VR. 
Mobile game. Mobile game. Greg Miller. That is a VR title. VR. Number four. Greg Miller. Dinosaur Hunter 2018 VR. That. Oh, crap. I'm going to say, oh, crap. Dinosaur Hunter 2018 VR. That's a good one, Jared. This is the best one you've got in oh, quite some time. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, shit. I'm going to say mobile game. Mobile game. I also am going to say mobile game. Mobile game. Tim Gettys. Dinosaur Safari VR. <laughs> Fuck. VR. VR. Greg Miller. VR. VR. Number six. Weaponry Dealer VR. I'm going to say that's a mobile game. Mobile game. Mobile game. Mobile game. Now you're just copying me, huh, tough guy? Number seven. Copied me last time. Tim Gettys. Magic Blast VR. VR. (laughs) VR. Greg says. I'm I'm staking mine. I'm saying mobile game. Mobile game. Oh, you gotta be different, huh, tough guy? Don't defend him just because you love him. (laughs) Gyro Cube VR. I'm going to say mobile game. Mobile game. Tim Gettys. Mobile game. Mobile game. Copycat. Number nine. Everyday baseball VR. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really really proud of this one. This one's really good. (laughs) Everyday baseball. I mean, mobile game. Mobile game. Mobile game. Mobile game. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're playing along at home. Ah! Oh, I'm sorry, Greg Miller. I almost ruined your, your thing. If you want this, patreon.com slash kind of funny games fan mail. Oh, look at that. You did all the, like, there's Wonder Woman down there. So you got, no, you I didn't. Got I, I've Lantern. never been able to do a good Wonder Woman symbol. So I do the Weezer logo and then the Antler logo and then Green Lantern and then Batman and then Superman. Cool. I love that. And then you got this kind of just, yeah, like I just wanted here. to give it texture and like, look at how it pops Your on the screen. Your shit's fucking you, good. You yeah. have really good freehand writing. Yeah. Thank you. I used to be a cartoonist. Just style, dude. You used to be a cartoonist. There's character no, on that shit. really shoot. a cartoonist, right? Yeah, I was. I drew comics for a long time. What's your Thank you. But for like yourself. Have we never talked about this? They were published in papers, yeah. Not like the Sun Times or something, but you were syndicated columnist. No, I wasn't syndicated. I did. Uh, I the Man Eater. I did draw the Adventures of Gary and Quinn for two semesters. No big deal. All right, here we go. <laughs> Ice cream bike driving simulator Christmas VR is in fact an Android mobile game. Bam! Greg Miller on the board first. That's the name of a Stop video it. game: Ice Cream Bike Driving Simulator Colon Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your Christmas, dude. That's some bullshit. Which means there's got to be an ice cream bike driving simulator or something else. Yeah. Easter. Uh, Mega Ramp Free Impossible Stunts VR. Is it a demo for VR? No, it's a mobile game and free is the key word oh, there. Oh, Greg Miller 2-0 against Tim. Greg's up 2 Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, Witching Tower VR. Not a tower defense game. But a VR game. Another one. 3-0 Greg Miller. Oh I ask, oh. I ask the audience as I am on pace to pitch the perfect game to calm down. Number four. Dinosaur Hunter 2018 VR. Mobile game. We are both there. Four to one. Not a point. To I'm on the board. Four to one. Still close to a perfect game. Which I've done before here, including the Daily Double that one time. Number five. I think I did it twice. Dinosaur Safari VR. VR game. 
We both get a point there as well. All right. It's Greg Miller's perfect game continuing. Oof. Four more to go. Number six, Weaponry Dealer VR. Ladies and gentlemen, somehow that's a VR game. Oh, there it is. It I is. don't know what you do in Weaponry Dealer VR, but it's out there. Deal weapons, I guess. Currently five to two, Greg Miller. God. Number seven, Magic Blast VR. That's a VR game. Oh, Tim pulls hey. it. Hey. All right, so what's the score it now? It is five to three. Five to three. Greg won, but Gyrocube VR. VR. Yeah, okay. We both got that wrong. Yeah. Yeah. VR. You guys both Boo. got that wrong. Gyrocube kind of sounds like, yeah, it was, sounds like one I was trying to trip you up with. And then I think the piece de resistance everyday baseball. <laughs> everyday baseball VR. Is, in fact, VR. Damn. What is everyday baseball? I don't it's know. Baseball it's you play every day. Yeah, it's great baseball. I yeah. win five to three. Tim <laughs> continues to eat worse. shit. Could have been worse. Five to three. Not that bad. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Fan mail's here for the month of October. I have all my notes from Games Daily. Every time I do a mobile game or bullshit, you could get them. Great. Hit the song, Kevin. It's mobile game or bullshit. It's mobile game or bullshit. Hey, hey, go make fun of me. I like somebody on the subreddit, or maybe, yeah, subreddit was just like, what are these, the words Greg says in the last verse? And I'm like, I don't know any of them. <laughs> I don't even, I can't understand myself at all. Things. You know my favorite thing about that song, before, I know we're uh -huh. right here at the end, so I don't want to, but, but I love working here. I don't work here a very long time. I want to work here as long as I possibly can because it's great. But I do like the idea that maybe someday that song could like, become that weird legacy thing where like you name a segment after oh sure even like, along after you're gone yeah, yeah. Like, i like to imagine that wherever you end up on whatever farm after your kind of funny after career red dead redemption right two yeah, takes yeah, over yeah your life. exactly yeah. exactly you'd still you'd mail us mobile gamer bullshit so, like you leave like a lesson plan yeah. before you go you leave us like a hundred there's a rubric yeah, yeah. Good like Lord. ladies and gentlemen this has been the kind of funny games cast thank you for joining us for this thrilling episode uh, if you're worried whether or not we'll be back next week, stop. We will. It's okay. Um, we'll also be on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames tomorrow at 11 a.m. with the Kind of Funny Morning Show, followed by Kind of Funny Games Daily. I'm going to be on that. It's going to be good. Not a promise. Till next time. Love you. <laughs>